Hey guys, if you are struggling to stay focused, I get it. With everything that's going on in the world right now, it feels a little bit like Groundhog's Day. The kids are always here, and so there is no difference between Monday and Saturday. And it's one of those reasons that I want to make sure that you guys know about our Start Today brand. Start Today began with my Start Today journal. Several years ago, I came up with this product for myself that would help me to practice gratitude and to make sure that my goals were crystal clear in my mind as part of my morning routine. At the beginning of this year, I launched my priority planner, which was a way for you to take the biggest goal in your life and break it down into bite-sized pieces so that you could actually start to make traction. So if you have not checked them out yet, oh my gosh, go to starttoday.com and check out our newest line available in Target stores all over the US and of course at target.com. If you know that right now you need to stay on task, you need to stay on target, please check out these products. I think that you will love them as much as I do. Starttoday.com or target.com to start today the right way. When it came down to purchasing a great new pair of earrings or a great new bag or whatever it was that I was the one that they thought of. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Okay, girls, if you do direct sales or multi-level marketing and you live in a small town, this is the interview for you. Today, I'm chatting with Laura Walton, who is one of the sales superstars at Noonday Collection, and she has some great tangible advice for how she became one of the leading salespeople in her organization in a town of about 600 people. You are not gonna wanna miss this interview. Here we go. Hey guys, so in a continuing effort to make sure that we are bringing you the leaders in direct sales and multi-level marketing, because I know so many of you are in that space, I am super excited to welcome my friend Laura Walton, who I met a couple of years ago. Is that right, Laura? Yeah, we met yeah. at Shine. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about who you work with, and why we know each other. Let's start there. First of all, thanks for having me. And um, it's just just a joy to, to get to talk to you again and to share a little bit about um, what's been going on with my business. And so I live in rural Mississippi. When I launched my business in 2013, I lived in a town of about uh, 5,000 people. And then just a few years ago, um, took a step backwards, and I now live in a town of 419 people <laughs> in northeastern Mississippi. Um, nice. So yes, yeah, there's a lot going on here. We live in downtown Noxipater, Mississippi. So, but I have been working with Noonday Collections since March of 2013. 
and um, have loved the mission from the very beginning. I had traveled the previous year to Haiti, and it really just kind of rocked our whole world as far as the way that we viewed our budget, the way that we viewed the things that we were uh, purchasing and the things that we were wearing and even down to the things that we were eating. We just mm-hmm. wanted to make some big shifts in the way that we were uh, spending our time and energies. And um, Noonday stepped in at the perfect time in that that shift. And it's just been such a blessing for my family. And we're also, I have two little boys. They're not so little anymore. They're 11 and eight. And we are about two and a half years in the adoption process um, to bring. Are you really? I yeah, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we started in November of what is this year? November of 2015 was the first piece of paperwork <laughs> that went across the desk of our agency, and we are uh, we've been waiting for a referral since February of last year. So oh we're gosh. in Haiti. Yeah, okay. yeah. So um, again. Haiti is so much a part of our story, um, noonday story, life story, adoption story, obviously. But yeah, we're we're waiting on our our baby girl. <laughs> oh my so, gosh, that's so yeah. exciting! I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 um, waiting. You so. know, obviously, adoption is something that's super close to our yes. heart. Yeah, yeah, so we love we love hearing when other families are in that same space. But the reason that I wanted to have you come on today. Um, and you have to help me because I'll probably say this wrong. <laughs> but when I, I I had the opportunity to MC at Shine, which mm-hmm. is Noonday's you know annual conference, so I had the opportunity to meet y'all a couple years back. And mm-hmm. when I was there, and I'm going to assume this was not the first time, nor was it the last, you <laughs> were definitely a leader in sales. Is that accurate to say? Yes. Yeah, that is is an accurate assessment. <laughs> and what is so amazing and like was amazing to me then and when I started to think about who I knew in the space that I could speak to, you were who I like immediately thought of. Mm-hmm. I on it, I'll be honest, I could not remember your name. I sent a text <laughs> to Jess and I said, "Who was that woman who lives in a town of like 12 people but somehow <laughs> is selling the most in your company?" Because I think anybody who um, who works in this space, You, I get notes all the time. People are like, man, can you talk about how you sell when you've sort of run out of people to sell to? And I was like, oh man, I've got to get Laura to talk about this. So <laughs> yeah. will you tell us how you started and what your strategy was for building in a small town? As far as how I started, I started close to me. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like I, I, I started with my nuclear group of friends. One of my very best Mm -hmm. friends hosted my first show. It's funny because even though, you know, they're the people that are close to you, they have other friends that are not close to you. Right. And so when you step into their space and ask them to invite their entire network to their home for a show, then you get introduced to so many other circles. And so that was And can really... I ask real quick? Go ahead. Um, so just because I want to be really tactical here, and yes. I've never done this before. So okay. for, for people who are listening who are new in this space, mm-hmm. you say like, I started with the friends that I knew. Did you just like write a list? Like here's everybody I've ever <laughs> known. Did you look through your Facebook page? Like what what advice would you offer to someone who's just starting out and is like, I don't even really know where to begin? 
Well, I, when I launched my business, I actually hosted a Noonday Collection show first because I, <laughs> I wanted to know how my friends were going to respond. I wanted to know if they thought that the pieces were things that they would wear. I kind of wanted just to gauge their level of interest because I knew that I wanted to ask them first to be my hostesses because one, they loved me (laughs) and I felt like they would be supportive of me um, in that space. And so when I say I started close to me, I started real close to me and then started kind of branching out from there. So my first few shows were with people that I would consider like really good friends. Um, And then we kind of started, then I started that list of people that I met at the shows that I felt like were fashionable, that were um, really into the mission of Noonday. They seemed to really connect with the stories or possibly my own personal story of um, passion for international missions. And so just looking at the guests who came and, and really thinking strategically about who who can I ask to host next that is outside that original group of people who came a little bit that might have more people and then just kind of spidered off of that. And I will say I was very flexible in um, this Noonday collection is, is kind of my side hustle. Um, I have a full-time job. And um, at the time when I launched, I had a full-time job in academia. I was a, um, a university professor. And so this was kind of on the side that what? I was doing this. Yeah. <laughs> what? what are you even talking about? Yeah. That, okay. I just, let's acknowledge that for a second. Cause I think that is okay. incredibly inspiring to women mm-hmm. who are listening. It's like, you know, I'll, I, I hear it all the time. Like I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. <laughs> Y'all we are doing a community wide challenge and it's totally free. And I am challenging you to join us. It's called Next 90 Days, as in how can we be intentional, thoughtful leaders for the next 90 days? We're going to need our community. We're going to need accountability more than ever. So I want you to head over to theholliscode.com slash next 90. That's theholliscode.com slash N-E-X-T nine zero and join us. Every single week, Dave and I will be teaching on a different topic, things like perspective or reaching for joy or dealing with anxiety in these crazy times. We are going to give you so many free resources and surround you with community. When we did this at the end of last year, we had 650,000 people sign up and we feel like it can be bigger than ever. Come together in a community of like-minded people and let's learn how to choose our mindset no matter what is happening in the world around us. Yeah. You are leading the charge in sales for this organization and <laughs> you it's your it's just the thing you do on the side. Right. Yeah. So it to was. me, that's such <laughs> an example of like you're working, you're working smart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not just sort of like, you know, doing all the things mm-hmm. and making the list and hoping to, you've, you've figured out a strategy and you're really applying it. At least that's right. what it sounds like to me. Yes. Okay. And let me, let me also say this. Um, I, my 
my academic background, I have a PhD in communication. My emphasis area is in public relations. That's what I was teaching. So when I say like I have kind of some expertise and some knowledge in those areas that is, you know, that that are beneficial to me and help me grow my business, please know I'm coming from that place. <laughs> like that that academic background certainly has played a part in in being able to be successful too, because I can take what I'm teaching my students about being strategic and messaging and um, building relationships and long-term relationships. And I can take that and apply that to my business as well. So I was flexible in in, in being able to travel some. So when you think about making that list, I kind of, for lack of a better way to say it, just dropped a pin and said, where, where's my circle that I'm willing to travel? Um, how can I juggle full-time job responsibilities, family responsibilities, um, and how far can I go and do this? And so and then do you, I, do you feel like that's normal? Do you feel like it's normal? Because I've never, until I met you, I have never heard of someone who does this thinking outside their city, but maybe, maybe I'm dumb. I've never like definitely through digital, Mm -hmm. but I've never heard of someone going like, Oh, well, my sister lives in Mm -hmm. Arlington (laughs) and my cousin's over in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And so those are my cities too. I've never heard of that before. Well, um, I just, again, thinking long-term about this business, I can't sustain a business in a town of 5,000 people for the long term if I don't get outside of that Mm -hmm. in terms of customer based, in terms of uh, hostesses who are willing to continue to open their homes. And then, you know, as we moved into team building in terms of recruitment. And so, you know, I, for me, taking the long view of it, I, I knew I couldn't sustain it right in my area. <laughs> Within a 10 minute drive of my house, I was not going to be able to sustain my business, not at the level that I wanted to make an impact. And then of course, once we started the adoption process, being able to use that money to um, help fund our adoption was also a, a huge motivation too. So yeah, so I kind of just dropped that pin and then started thinking about contacts of people through missional work, through academics, even, you know, I had been teaching for about 10 years um, at Mississippi State. And so I had a lot of students who are now out and doing great things in the world and in places where they could host and um, do that. So I reached out to some of them that I felt like would love the Noonday mission. And, and again, we're, we're into fashion and thought that they would, would really buy in. And so I just began kind of making, making some treks. And I I would say the, the farthest that I I go is uh, my two best childhood friends live in Dallas. Once, usually once a season, I load up and go to Dallas and we do kind of a girl's weekend. And then it's a fantastic tax write off too. Right. Um, Cause that was totally a business trip. So, yes. uh, so I go and do shows with them and their friends and I've been introduced to their circles, but most of the time it was within, you know, a couple of hours. I was, I was definitely a road warrior there in the very beginning for sure. As I got started, you guys are not going to believe it, but we announced something really exciting a couple of weeks ago, which was that we're 
gonna be in movie theaters. I'm not even making that up. We had gotten so many emails and letters and DMs asking us how you guys could experience one of our live event weekends, how you could experience Rise Weekend if you didn't have the money to go. I got so many requests for this when we were planning this year's event and it really hit me in the heart. I so wanted an answer for you. So I thought and dreamed and prayed and planned and we decided to record the entire weekend and turn it into a documentary. And I am so excited to tell you that Rachel Hollis Presents Made For More will be in theaters August 2nd in both the U.S and Canada. So be sure and check with your local theaters. Get your tickets now. You can find out more information on letsrise.co, which has all of our event info. But I hope to see you there. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be a chance for all of us to come together in community to see a movie with all of our faces on it, which is so crazy, but also to experience one of our conferences for the cost of a movie ticket. It's about 13 bucks. I hope I will see you there. Okay, so like you said, you dropped your pen. You looked at who mm-hmm. else you knew. I, I also really appreciate something I'm hearing here, which is and maybe this is something that Noonday says to everybody, but that you were not just like, do I know any able-bodied people <laughs> who want to be on my team? Because right. I do think that sometimes, the, you know, the people that I've known who have um, talked to, you know, talked to me or my family members about joining a team, you're mm-hmm. like, do you even know what I, there is a 0% <laughs> chance that I make sense for this. Um, so I like that you, you had some, um, some criteria for mm-hmm. who was on your team. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit, is that something that you learned through the organization or do you feel like you learned that through trial and error? Um, I think sometimes it's trial and error. I think for me, some of it was academic background, just kind of really thinking strategically for the long term um, and wanting to build relationships with people that would foster loyalty, I think was one thing that I, I really wanted to do is that I wanted to be in a place to be their noonday girl. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to be when when it came down to purchasing a great new pair of earrings or a great new bag or whatever it was that I was the one that they thought of. And I would say as far as my customer base and hostess base, that was really important to me is to to really build relationship for the long term and and not not just about hey, will you host a show, but more like, hey, how can we how can we help you get that great bag that you're loving? Like what's in it for you if you become a hostess for me, right? And really mm-hmm. thinking about answering that question for them was important. And then when we moved into the team building phase of Noonday a few years ago, that was where I really think that that strategy really began to pay off. And I began, as I was able to kind of pull my circle in, um, that pin that I dropped, I was not able to travel as much, um, just with different things going on with life. And, uh, so I really began to think about women in some of those further out places that I felt like had really connected with the mission, whether it was because they were adoptive mamas and we hosted shows for them, um, or because they were super fashionable and they just loved, you know, that they could be fashionable and change the world at the same time. 
you know, I really began to think about pulling that circle in and, and, um, recruiting team members who would take that customer base that had been built in in that specific area and do well with it. I think that was, that was very intentional and very strategic was thinking about who's, who's going to take the ball and run with it, so to speak in a, in a specific area. So you started out just, just for clarity's sake. So you mm -hmm. started out and you established those cities outside your own, Mm -hmm. and then you would travel to them and you would do parties in those Mm -hmm. cities. Mm -hmm. And then after a certain amount of time, you were like, okay, I can't travel this much. I got Mm -hmm. babies. I got this job. Um, you would then look for a team member to add in that city where you had already established some buzz around what you were doing. Is that correct? Yes, because, you know, I think that's really important as a team leader is to, in that kind of a situation, you, you want to set them up for success as much as possible. And if you've already kind of done the groundwork for them as far as creating just this loyalty to Noonday, and, and, you know, maybe going back and doing that one last show with that circle where it's like truly a passing of the baton so that people can understand that you're saying, okay, I've been your girl and now I want her to be your girl, um, I think is really important. And I think it's it's a, a great relationship building um tool is, is so that they don't feel torn. You've, you've given your customer base and your hostesses permission to support, um, you know, your new team member. And, and I think that's really important. And I think it speaks well for our our community and the way that our team building, um, has happened that it's been, it's not been, um, uh, competitive. <laughs> it's been a, a place of encouragement and, you know, we want you to purchase Noonday from, from whomever, but I really, you know, think that that's important as far as um, setting your team member up for, for success is that you don't create tension for customers and for hostesses there. Absolutely. I, I Something that you and I talked about earlier too mm-hmm. is the idea of, and I think this is just specifically for people who are listening, who are doing this work in a small town, mm-hmm. is I think that you've been really smart about your team is built outside of your mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we said this earlier, this is not about scarcity. This is not about, there's not enough to go around that. It's not that it's, a really smart business strategy because if you do live in a town (laughs) of a few thousand people and you have your three best friends in your town on your team, Mm -hmm. you guys are going to struggle to sell as much or do as well. I'm not, you know, if you're all trying to sell to the same crowd. Yes. So that's something else I've never heard someone say. And I think is so smart is that, like you learned it, you just figured how did how do you know what you know? <laughs> well, there was a lot of school involved, <laughs> a yeah. lot of papers. No, um, no. Some of it is that, and some of it is just watching. Um, my research background is um, qualitative, and so there's a lot of like observational skills and case study skills where I look at things. I think from a different perspective maybe than someone else would. And so as I watched some other uh, of my friends who are doing these direct sales kind of things, I was watching them like recruit on top of themselves. And, and 
then, and here's what I really noticed from the outside was for me as the friend of both of the new company representatives, it created tension for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I love my girls. I want to support them, but now I'm in a situation where I essentially have to choose, you know, or, or try to find balance between supporting one of them this month and one of them the next month or whatever. And so I just looking at the landscape of where I was trying to operate in a town of 5,000 people, I can get into some circles, most of the circles, social circles with my close group of friends, right? Um, And I, I felt like if I recruited someone, you know, in my city to be on my team, and that's not to say if someone came in my door and said, you know, I want to sign up to be a Noonday ambassador that I would be like, no, you can't do this. But as far as me actively going out and recruiting someone who lived down the street for me, I was not doing that because again, I'm taking the long-term view for my business. I want this to be sustainable for me to be able to continue to do shows that are close to my house where I'm not having to drive four hours away or whatever. And so that was really um, something that I think has helped me be successful and for the long term. So when you are, uh, I'm going to ask a question that I haven't asked to other people because I, I know you a little bit better than the other people that I've interviewed. Um, okay. When you are looking for new clients or you want to let people know that you all have a new product or you you want to let people know that you have a sale, because this mm-hmm. is a question that I've gotten a lot, mm-hmm. is how do I differentiate myself in a market with people who are selling the same product I'm selling? Or, you know, if there's a sale, someone I think, I want to say it was like maybe a Stellan Dot person said like, if if we're having an annual sale, mm-hmm. but three other people in your social media feeds are talking about it, how do I make it different? How do mm-hmm. I, how do I make myself stand out? Mm-hmm. I think it goes back to the relationship and really creating a sense of loyalty to your core customer base is, is essential (laughs) because if you have that relationship already established and I, when I'm talking about relationship, I'm not just talking about the sales relationship. I'm talking about remembering birthdays or things that are beyond, I want you to host a show or I want you to buy my product. It's about, for me, it's about being friends first. <laughs> Does that make sense? And I think yes. when I look at my core customer base and my hostesses, my repeat hostesses that host for me season after season, those people have become, even if they didn't start out that way, have become friends to me. Just last week, my family was on vacation and um, a, a friend that started out as a hostess and has now become a friend. We, I posted a picture on social media that we were at the beach. We were in the same condominium. We ended up getting (laughs) to hang out. Like it was just the relationship is, I think is what can help differentiate you from the other people in the feed is that they connect with you on a personal level. Does that make sense? Because Absolutely. You know, we're, we're all using stock photos. Let's be honest. <laughs> when a sale comes out, <laughs> they give us the stuff. But what we have to do as the salesperson is to, to create 
that loyalty before I post the stock photo about my sale that I, if I'm going to purchase from this sale, I'm going to purchase from Laura because she is my new day girl. Right. Yeah. Well, I would also say too, if you're listening to this and you want more insight into, I know this isn't exactly what Laura's talking about, but my friend Megan Tampty, who is another interview on the podcast, talked about a book to me like the very first time I met her. And it took me probably a year and a half to pick it up. And now it's one of those things I want to punch myself that I didn't <laughs> read it immediately. It's an older book called Hug Your Customers. Mm. It is the best book on customer service mm -hmm. I have ever read in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And it will make you rethink how you treat your clients. It will make For you sure. rethink. Like, honestly, I cannot travel through the world in any situation now and not be like, man, this is terrible customer service. <laughs> because it just to give you some context, have you read that one, Laura? I haven't. I haven't. Oh, but it sounds like it it's out. It sounds like she speaks my language. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it's this family who has owned these high-end department stores on the East Coast since like the 50s. And they are the, – they make crazy – like I don't even know the stat, but it's something like they do the kind of business that like – Nordstrom's does. And mm. it's just this small family owned business they have. They started out with one store and now maybe they have 10. But their thing is they have the most amazing, they don't have, you know, customers, they have clients. Right. And they treat like if you're coming in to buy a pair of socks, you are the the person helping you knows like, oh my gosh, how's your wife? Oh, yes. I, you know, your birthday's coming <clears throat> up. Did you want to get something special? Are you guys going to dinner? Do you need something for summer vacation? I know that you go to Greece every year or whatever. You're just like, oh yeah, this is so much smarter. This is so much more organic than you know, posting a picture on social media, it's like, no, you're actually speaking to exactly what's happening in their life and creating that relationship. So I really recommend it to anybody who's in any kind of customer-based business. Definitely. I, I do. I do. I feel like um, when people ask me, you know, <laughs> give me the one thing that's your, that makes you successful. And I, I will say over and over, authentic relationship is, you know, I don't feel like anyone that's ever come to a show or ever had any interaction with me would ever, I hope, would ever say, you know, <laughs> I feel like she was, she was so salesy, you know, it's, it's really about, um, about that relationship. And I think that's, I started, that was how I started growing my business. And it's just been the theme that has, has worked and been helped me to be successful. And so if you had to pin me down and make me say one thing, that would be, that would be it is the authentic relationship. Are there, are you a reader? Are there books that you feel like have helped you in this journey or just in life in general? Mm, I am a reader. I, <laughs> I laugh, uh, saying that because during the semester, during the school year, I'm a reader of textbooks and papers. And so yes. I get, to, <laughs> I don't get to do a whole lot of, uh, for pleasure reading, um, when school is in session. I don't know that I would say there's any one specific book that has just really rocked my business as far as that goes. But I think I can't think of anything just right off the top of my head. But I am reading Girl, Wash Your Face. Oh, hey, watch out. Watch out. I've heard that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, well, got, you know finally got to pick that up over um, over the summer, and I'm about halfway finished. It's been really oh. good. 
You're yeah. very sweet to yeah. give it a try. Yeah. Um, it's funny, actually, the next book, which comes out in March, is specifically mm-hmm. was specifically written for women who are building a business, who are oh, working yeah. on a goal or working on a dream because so many women reach out to me and ask these questions. Mm-hmm. So in the in, in real time, we're trying to answer them here on the podcast. And right. then in long term, they'll, they'll all be in that book. So I can't wait. Giving it a try. On every single episode, I ask the same five questions because I'm a nerd and it's just the stuff that I wonder about from other women. So I'd love to ask them to you. The first one is what time do you wake up in the morning and what's your morning routine? Oh gosh, I have become quite a night owl. Oh, I hate to even admit this. And some days it's after eight before I roll out of bed. Um, If I don't have anything going on that day, just because I feel like I'm most productive from about 10 to two. Um, not, I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think it's like hangover from college years, maybe like that was when you were like knocking out the papers and really doing your best work. And I use that in air quotes. Um, but I, sometimes if my boys will let me, I will, I will get in till about eight, but I really like that to get sounds, up about, that sounds delicious. I know. Yeah. You're, you're almost there girl. Um, I mean, well, Noah, <laughs> Noah may have set Noah, you back a minute. Yeah, she set us back. <laughs> She set us back. We were we were flying high, and now we're like, oh man, we got a we got a minute. I keep thinking like, when you're four, I mean, when you're four years old, you are ju- you'll be able to go on an airplane. Right. You'll yeah. be able to tell us all the things you need. Uh, just everything changes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Are you a coffee drinker? And if so, what is your order? I am a seasonal coffee drinker, meaning that because I live in the deep south, I drink coffee only when it is cold outside. <laughs> Uh, I know I, if I drink it in the summertime or when it's hot, I feel like I can't ever cool down for the rest of the day. I feel like it's like warmed me from the inside. So, um, when I drink coffee, my favorite order is from this little coffee shop in Starkville. Shout out to Strange Brew because they're amazing. (laughs) And speaking of customer service, they win the award. They're so great. They have this drink called the Albino Squirrel. And it's a little hazelnut. It's just good stuff. So, and they do it cold. And every once in a while, I just get a, a an urge to have it, and I'll I'll get it when nice. it's warm. Yep. Uh, what is your favorite physical activity, and how often do you do it? Um. So I used to be a runner, and I loved it. I was doing some half marathon. Really, really loved that. And then I got old. Oh, stop. (laughs) So now I like to, I like to, I call it rocking where it's like a little jog, a little walk, a little jog, a little walk. Nice. Um, But yeah, I try to do that a few times a week, three or four times a week, depending on what's going on with our boys. We are in the throes of baseball uh, season right now and we're practicing every night. So I haven't gotten to do that quite as, as often as I would like lately, but that's my favorite right now. And you are the traveling queen. You traveled all over, <laughs> taking taking your noonday on the road. Yeah. What is the item that you feel like is essential for you in travel? Chocolate. <laughs> wait, it wait, what? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> yeah, I know that's crazy, but sometimes, especially with international travel, you can't get to chocolate as easily as you can here in the States. And so there's always a bag of chocolate in my suitcase whenever I travel, just in case I get the the craving. So that's really funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lastly, I asked the question to everybody who comes on 
on for interview, which is if you could tell the women listening to this podcast one piece of truth, something that you've learned in life or in business over the last decade, that they will listen. They will take it into their hearts. <laughs> they would add it as a practice. What is the one thing that you would tell them? Be authentic. Be be yourself, whether that's in your business or in relationship, um, in your parenting even. Um, I think we get so caught up on reading I just remember, you know, right before our first child was born, I read every book under the sun. I mean, if it was written, I read all the blogs, I read everything I wanted. I thought that was going to make me the most prepared parent (laughs) in the world. And I I found that once he got here, a lot of those things in, in the books didn't really work for me. And I had to find what worked for me and what worked for him. And um, same thing with our second one, you know. And so I think just finding the freedom in being the you that you were created to be is the greatest freedom that we can give ourselves as women Mm -hmm. to stop looking around and trying to be someone else or trying to run in her lane or parent like her, look like her, talk like her, whatever it is, just, just be you, just be where you're the most comfortable. And, um, when you can find that space, I think people recognize that and, and are just drawn to that authenticity it will change. It will change things for you. There's just a lot of freedom in that. I think. Oh, I love that. That's such good advice, sister. Thank you so much <laughs> for know. hanging out with me today and answering all the questions and giving yeah. advice that I know is going to be super helpful. If someone is like, "Man, Laura's the best," and I want to follow <laughs> along with her life, what is the best place they could find you? Yeah, Instagram is Tell is us what the, your Instagram the one. Is. I am really unique and original. Laura L A U R A R Walton. I gotta I gotta keep that professionalism for my academic life. So, <laughs> but Laura R Walton is my Instagram yes. handle, <laughs> and you can totally find it. me on Facebook too. But Instagram is where I, I hang out the most. Yeah. That's me too. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for, for the wisdom and the insight. And I know everyone got a ton out of it. We're all going to go start killing direct sales in our small towns. Thanks yes, to I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Of course. We will be back with another episode next week. In the meantime, if you have a moment and you can write a review or subscribe to the podcast, that is life to those of us who work so hard to produce every single episode. For more information, you can check out deuspodcast.com or stalk me on every form of social media. I am Miss Rachel Hollis on every single platform. Thanks to our producer, Allison Cohen, our sound engineer, Jack Noble, and our sound editor, Andrew Weller. Most importantly, I hope you heard something today that inspires you. I'll see you next week.